Oh, wow, that was, uh, <laughs> that, that uh, startled me. I have a, uh, uh, I almost, I almost uh, maimed and or killed a chopper. And it, uh, I had a shelf, I don't know, six feet long, seven feet long, Rubbermaid, one of those uh, shelf boards. And uh, I had it leaning against the wall and Chopper was getting silly and he somehow just barely touched it and it came timbering down just like a, a giant, like to, like a tree falling. And Chopper was at the base of it as it was standing up and basically he ran alongside the shelf as it was falling. It was almost like a like a cartoon. He was peeling out on the wood floor, ears back, on it. Uh, you know his his impersonation of uh, Jesse Owens, and uh, and that thing came chopping down on its side, not flat, but on its side. And it, it chopper. By the time he got to the thing, the thing was already hit the ground when Chopper was right at the end of it, and it almost got his left paw. Oh God! I was standing right there. I I, I just it was one of those slow motion things, and I knew I shouldn't have propped that thing up there. I just I always, ah, uh, always listen to yourself. Uh so I've got it laying flat on the ground. I'll probably stub my toe on it. But it's not going to fall on anybody. Chopper won't get hurt on it. But uh, that's the second shelf drama. I uh, installed the said shelf. I had it installed on the uh, on the wall next to my bed, so I can uh, get some books up off the floor. I mean, this is the Bohemian Cavern and all, where we play uh, jazz. 24 hours a day, sometimes more. And, uh, yeah. And, you know, we turn on the, turn on the Chinese lanterns and spliff up and, uh, snap our fingers, you know, maybe read a little, uh, little poetry or something. I don't know, you know, boho in every sense of the word. Uh, in the Czech sense as well. Mm. And, uh, yeah. So I basically, I live like a college student. I have books on the floor and records and records and books. That's all I have. And a cat, of course. A bohemian has to have a cat. Chinese lanterns. Some music posters on the wall. Framed, though. I am an adult. Uh, some vintage gear. Guitar, of course, turntable, and uh, a few hipsterific knickknacks. Not overtly hipster. Might be a little confused. The painting above the uh, the turntable uh, might throw people off. They might think, "Is this guy?" Uh, I don't know. There are th some things. You know, I I'm not. I don't have a perfect eye. Got good taste, but I don't necessarily arrange it correctly, you know. But uh, 
the, the walls could use painting. It's Navajo white, which looks like beige to me. But uh, if I could just get the damn walls white, a glossy white, I think it would unify the whole room. Because the color scheme here seems to be uh, gray, blue, white, and brown. Except for the Navajo brown, which throws the whole thing off. But, uh, you know, I've got some Ikea. I told you, I've, I'm basically a college student. Um, and, uh, or a professor. Maybe a little more accurate. But uh, I decided to put up some shelves on the bare walls. Uh, there's no free shelf space. Otherwise, I'd just buy, buy more shelving units from Ikea or something or Goodwill and there is none. So I uh, drilled some holes in the wall, got some anchors, got some consultation, screw gun, got her up there, got all my pulp paperbacks. They're all, you know, that standard pulp paperbacks uh, shape, size. Uh, made bookends out of a, a stack that was this the height of the length of a pulp paperback book, and uh, actually had them all arranged just really nicely in a very nice, all very geometric, flat. I had anyway, hard to describe, but it just looked like uniform, and it was all similar size, all the same size book. It looked really cool underneath my. Uh, uh, Edie Sedgwick poster, of course, because I'm, I, I don't want to use the hipster word, but you know, hey, if, if the foo shits, uh, eat it, you know? Uh, so I got a Chow Manhattan poster, which is great. One of my prized possessions. I got that at a, uh, at Albums on the Hill in Boulder record store, late eighties. They had a free, I was always pulling things out of the free bin, you know? It was it was often posters and record flats and and uh, record promotional material, and uh, I collect. Not hoard, but collect, uh, tastefully, and curated and artisanally and all that shit, uh, things that uh, catch my eye that I think are interesting, and uh, th there happened to be this poster. And I knew who Edie Sedgwick was. I, I, her biography had recently um, come out. Edie is the book. I have it here somewhere. And uh, I've gotten used to the hippie on the poster. It's a great shot of Edie Sedgwick looking up. It's, it's the classic Edie shot. The top third of the poster is, uh, I'm not sure who the actor is, Good movie, by the way. It actually is. Track it down. I think it's great. It's sad. She's playing herself, and she dies in the movie, I believe. And, of course, in real life. I was a hippy-dippy character. I don't even remember him in the movie, anyway. He's playing Jesus. But it's a Dutch poster from the world premiere in Amsterdam on the 20th of July at... A triple X theater called Adam and 
let's see, John Phillips, Richie Havens, Kim Milford. I need to look that person up. Skip Batten and uh, Kim Fowley. I want to talk about hipsters. Good Lord. Uh, only very, very few people could give him run for the money for being a, a mega super hipster. Um, a lot of people like that. We'll, we'll get into that in the podcast, but Kim Fowley, uh, we'll just leave it at that. But, you know, Runaways, he formed the Runaways. And, uh, with, with Joan Jett. Anyway, I've got that Chow Manhattan poster there, and I had the bookshelf right underneath it. And it, uh, those anchors, it, it's kind of gamey plaster drywall. I don't know. It, and it, it looked like it was kind of pulling out, and I could see that it was. And it's right over my bed. It's one foot over my bed, two feet. And, uh, of course, the moment you put something out for a cat, they get in it or on it immediately. And he'd already been on the shelf, actually. But uh, he he came in and, oh, he desperately wanted to get on the shelf. He jumped right on there immediately. And immediately the whole thing crashed with all the books tumbling onto the bed. It's It sounded bad. It wasn't. It didn't look bad. It looked It looked and sounded worse than it was. Uh, just a bunch of paperbacks fell on my bed and the shelf fell and the brackets were hanging out of the wall. Chopper, of course, you know, took off. And uh, But he's, Chopper is not, uh, he's not a scaredy cat. I mean, he's easily startled. He, he's he's smart in that, in that sense. He, uh, he uh, he's cautious, he's friendly, outgoing, but cautious, you know. He takes a few seconds. He's not standoffish at all. But, but if he's startled, he'll he'll beat a hasty retreat. But he'll come right back. You know, he's curious. And yeah, he he came back into my room within a minute and like as if nothing happened. Don't you just love animals? Cats. They uh. They probably hold hold grudges, but they love you, you know? So he forgave me. I apologized. So I got, I got some more heavy-duty anchor bolts. We'll see how that works. Get my books up, up there. The books I don't read. Yeah, I... Uh, <laughs> if somebody were to ask me if I, you know, I, I, you know, I make the occasionally... Occasionally I make a literary quip... And uh, if somebody says, you know, somebody accuses me of being a uh, reader, I'll tell them, yeah, I, I read lots of books. The spines mostly. Ask me, uh, ask me who wrote what. I'll tell you. I won't. I can't tell you what was in what's in the book. As somebody said, uh, as somebody with a massive library. Uh, I I forget the context, but somebody said, have you read all of these books in the the person said, no, I would, no, that's why they're here, you know, <laughs> you know, fair enough, say I've read maybe a quarter of the books I have in my room, but uh, they do stare me in the face, I, I work in a bookstore, which impresses a lot of people, 
often impress impresses people. It you know you, if you lead with that, then people just think you're smart, and uh, maybe I don't know, or pretentious, or an asshole, or you can read. Hey, we got ourselves a reader, Bill Hicks. Um. Well, no, I don't just gratuitously say I worked in a bookstore. There's usually it's in reference to something or you know a piece of knowledge I have or a story from the bookstore. I don't just blurt it out. Hey, I can read. For that, I carry a copy of Voltaire's Candide in my back pocket. That that's how I signal to people that I'm a, uh, a literary gent. Um. But uh, what was that? Oh yeah, the library. Uh, yeah, so I worked in a library for I guess almost three years. So I'm especially knowledgeable about who wrote what in the early 90s. I was reading a lot back then. There was no internet. I, what I was reading a lot, a lot more than I do now. Not probably as much as the other bookstore people. I don't know. It was the Tattered Cover, huge bookstore. Um, it, at the time, I believe it was the largest bookstore in the world um, that sold only new books. I, I, always, I was always a little bit dubious about that. I've never looked into it. I don't think I ever will. Maybe I will. I could right now. I'm too lazy. I, I was thinking maybe, maybe the Soviet Union had a, or at the time, I, was I, I was, I was working at the Tattered Cover when the Soviet Union still existed. I always thought maybe the Soviet Union probably had a bigger bookstore, maybe like in Moscow, you know, like the Goom Department Store. Had you know, I don't know. It was big, but uh, it wasn't as big as Powell's in Portland, and uh, yeah, we we had uh, we had ni- like really nice shelves. The tattered cover. Speaking of shelves, you know, beautiful. I don't know. In my mind, they were wood and beautiful and stained. And Powell's, I think, reminded me as a little more uh, like a. It seems like Powell's wasn't isn't wasn't as nice or cozy, bigger, but a little uh, a little rougher around the edges. I think is this am I right? Tile floors, maybe metal shelves, back stacks at the at the university library kind of vibe. Maybe in some places, maybe I'm wrong. They served coffee. We didn't serve coffee. See, that was weird. Early nineties, no Starbucks. You know. Cafes weren't, I mean, there was Starbucks, obviously, in Seattle at the time, but uh, people would come into the tatter cover all the time and say, uh, yeah, where's your uh, coffee stand, or do you have coffee? And I'd look at them like, coffee? Like, we're a bookstore. Like, well, Powell sells coffee, and I said, well, then go to Powell's. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's what. That's what I would. That's why I wanted to say, but of course, no customers loved me there. It was the middle middle manager that hated my guts. I customers loved me. Well, no customers never complained and ever. So I never had an issue with customers. They always seemed to like me and get along, and I was always helpful and went out of my way. I loved that job. Actually, it was great, but. Um, and that's how I developed my 
my love of of learning and uh and putting people in in books together you know that's it's my passion to to uh you know i remember this one this one woman came up to me and said was being all kind of bookish kind of you know and just being all that cozy book nookie cup of cocoa and your cat in your lap reading you know well mein kampf obviously um because mein kampf is also a book and i hate to hate to bring hitler into it uh i often do but yeah and i said isn't it wonderful putting people in books together and one day i did crack it i said you know mein kampf is a book and the woman looked at me like i I occasionally toyed with the customers. Those are that was probably when I was on my way out, um, just kind of pushing the limit. I, I maybe she didn't hear me. Maybe I whispered it. Um. But uh, yeah, I kind of hate that shit. <laughs> I don't know. Books are books or technology. They're an extension of our senses and all that, and they're great. But they're on, and 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 they're not going anywhere. All old technology sticks around in some form, always. But uh, I have not read a book, cover to cover. In, two years, I think. That's crazy to me. Um, I really do always carry a book around with me. Uh, a very, I always try to carry a very, very thin, volume that I can carry in my man purse. Uh, right now, I've got Truman Capote's other other Cap- Truman Capote's uh, other voices, other rooms. Um, with a, it's like two short stories in one short slim volume. I can't remember. Can't remember the other one. Um, yeah, bust that out to make myself look. Uh, um, but uh, yeah. So I have books. I've been buying books since I got back to the States about six years ago. Um, all the books and records I own I've gotten from Goodwill or or ARC or any no- number of church bazaars and flea markets and, well, not flea markets, uh, thrift stores. And uh, yeah, I figured can't go wrong with books and records. They're heavy take up space had to move the shit around I don't have that much before I moved overseas I had way more way more and when you live overseas for a long time and you move back to the states a couple times or you just move from to another country you you get rid of stuff you get so I've had three or four massive purges of everything I own I, I mostly give everything away um I don't sell stuff I give it away or I keep it or or I keep it, it's in a, I've got shit in Korea in boxes and shit in Shanghai and I, that are, that's still there that I, I don't know. Um, I've got stuff scattered all over, uh, scattered all over the place, but you know, out of sight, out of mind, somebody keeps it. But anyway, um, despite my paraparatic, uh, is that right? Moving around the country. Um, the, the past four years, which I'll get into in other, 
other mod John casts, uh, if that's the name of this, I don't know. I'm, I'm still working it out. Me talking. I didn't like that. Uh, that's what I called it before mod John cast. I don't know. We'll see. Tie it into my Etsy, Etsy shop, but, uh, where I sell vintage clothing. So, 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 okay. So here's the deal. When I came back to the States, I was marginally employed working in the event industry and, um, I was, I was going thrifting. I, I like to pick and just for the fuck of it. And then it dawned on me that I could put the stuff on eBay and Etsy and, uh, yeah, it's kind of sustained me. It's been sort of my background job that kind of just pays the car insurance and the car payment and it keeps me in books and records and and clothes. Uh I've made money off of records, I've made money off of books. I've the money I've sold selling books and records has more than paid for the books and records that I've kept for sure. I mean, I sold a Duran Duran fan club book that I bought for 25 cents in Sterling, Illinois at a little uh, uh, blue-haired ladies from, uh, in this case, Illinois. Uh, They ran it. Everything in there was like a quarter. And I feasted off of that place. I I would drive into town to buy groceries and I would always stop in there to pay for the groceries because I'd always I'd always find something that was worth 25 bucks or 50 bucks or something and I, I never I, I never had a uh, um, a signal because oh god the internet um, the uh, cell service was, was awful for my for my T-Mobile Metro piece of shit at T-Mobile, whatever. I so I normally look things up while I thrift to see if what they what they fetch, if I'm unsure about it. Um, some things I just buy because I I know I can sell it because I I just I, I have a decent eye about certain things. Um, records and books and T-shirts, and um, and this Duran Duran book because I has twenty five cents. Probably sell it for, you know, whatever. Put it up for ten bucks. I mean, what the hell, you know? What? Hey, what? What the? What the hell, you know? And uh, yeah, I took it home, looked it up, and shit. It's a. It was a rare, a rare one. I think I got two hundred and fifty bucks for it. Not bad. That's a. Uh, a couple orders of magnitude more than what I paid for it. And uh, and that right there has more than paid for all the books on my shelf. But I've sold other other books. And um, yeah, so I was moving around with all this shit in tow. I didn't have furniture. So when I finally got settled in Denver, I started buying shelves. And now I own shit. I'm not sure how I feel about it. These are more relics. I did buy a turntable. I don't listen to my vinyl like I should. I've got a very strange record collection. Uh, it's all all of it except for except for about ten or fifteen records from my original original record collection that I managed to managed to somehow survive. 
um, the, one of the great purges because they were out of position. I had them with me. So I have I have some 45s and and some records, but most of my records I've picked up in the past five years and uh, made some good scores, CDs, early 90s, 90s uh, gangster gangster rap CDs uh, go for, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 bucks, clean copies. I've got one that I can name my price on. I've gotten offers of $200 for, it's, just, it's called Anatomy of a Murder, BHM, is that the name of the group? Denver, if you can believe it. Denver Gangster Rap, early 90s. I I was listening to a lot of hip-hop in the early 90s. I wasn't, I didn't really have my nose to the ground as far as a local hip-hop scene. I mean, Denver. I knew, I knew it existed. I went to a few hip-hop shows, uh, you know, a couple. Um, I went to big ones, like, you know, your ice teas and your, in your ice cubes and and uh run dmc beastie boys all that i saw all of them live but uh, i i stumbled upon this about a i don't know a year ago just to, somebody dumped a ton of of gangster rap cds and i grabbed them and uh but using my discogs uh discogs is an app for a it's a record marketplace which i i recommend although there i discogs is uh it, well, that's frustrating it's it, i don't know i my i'll reserve judgment on discogs they've screwed up their shipping policies or something it's confusing so i don't have anything listed listed for sale right now but um uh yeah so i found this uh cache of cd's i've sold a few for like 30 40 50 bucks but there's this one Denver BHM, I think. Uh, and uh, Anatomy of a Murder. It's good. It's really good, actually. And every time I've posted it on Discogs, people immediately pounce on it. They they try to make offers. I had it listed for like 300 bucks at one point. Um, but a lot of people who want the CD are kind of, they've got shitty accounts and bad ratings and I just pulled it off. I pissed one guy off. He he tried to leave a bad review. He didn't he he uh he he bought it, but he he never paid for it. And then I decided to pull it because I know I know I can get more for it. Maybe I can yeah, uh, bootleg it? I don't know. Uh maybe I should track down. Maybe I could track down the group. There's scant information on it, but maybe I can do some research. License it? Re-release it? Get it out on vinyl? I don't know. I don't know. I've got too many ideas. I can't I won't follow through with that. But, uh, yeah, anyway, it's selling vintage T-shirts. I've sold some of my own, of my original, t- somehow my, I lo- I've lost a lot of concert shirts. All the, the stuff that has been given and thrown away, either wrongfully thrown away by others or stolen or stuff I've just given away. If I had all that back, oh boy. And I knew at the time that this stuff would be worth money in the future. I knew it. I I, I knew it. But 
for expedience sake and all kinds of other reasons and just you lose stuff you get you move around you get older maybe if you live in one place you get a storage space but i've never i've well i've had those the, the reason some of my stuff has survived is because i have had things in storage spaces or my sister has had it but so i do have a few things from even my childhood uh, I've got my Gordie Howe baseball mitt. We'll get into that. Uh, yeah, teaser. Ooh, what a teaser. Go, what, Gordie Howe played baseball? Yep. And uh, who's Gordie Howe? Um, what's baseball? Um, all good questions. We'll get into it. You know, your things, the things you possess are part of your identity, right? It, it, it defines you and... And uh, I'm not a hoarder. I, everything I own basically fits in this room. I could probably even, if you fit it sideways, you could probably probably even get my car in here. You could literally, it, it, this my room is probably the size of half of a shipping container. Probably get everything and easily easily get everything in an eighth of a shipping container. And um, who knows, maybe I'll do that when I finally make the move to Asia. Or I'll probably just put the shit in storage and forget about it and whine about it when people throw it away. <laughs> but uh, it's my fault if I lose shit. Um, but uh, yeah, so the shelving, the improving on the room is a result of hunkering down uh I, I was supposed to leave here in the summer i was going to head to vietnam and meet up with uh my friend uh chris who who beat me there he got there just before all the, clo- uh, the all the uh lockdowns and uh and then vietnam closed the border made it made it a mute a mute it made it a moot point and a mute point but um so um i've kind of been on a you know we we play it by ear every 3 months i talk to my roommate and say another 3 months things are fluid obviously it's hard to make plans this is the big problem with this situation for everybody the hardest thing is well ask the stock market futures what futures do you buy? How do we plan for the future? I mean, we can a little bit more now that we've got possibly with a vaccine. I I was I wasn't sure we were going to find a vaccine, so I had this kind of mentality like I'm I'm stuck here for now. Well, in the U.S. for sure. I thought I would have to be out of here by January, but now we've I've re-upped January to March. And I've got other things in my life. Well, and anyway, um, hope hopefully by March, maybe maybe I can uh, just stick around even for another three months until all of this settles down more. So I figured I'm you know, I'm here at least for three months, not leaving the house very much at all. I might as well improve the place. So, shelving, uh, 
a radiator box over over the radiator for chopper, so an Amazon box, sash corded, a little banky inside for chopper. Loves it. of course, you know, the moment you build the stuff, cats just boom, they just take they just jump in. And uh you took to it. And uh yeah, I at the optimum word is hunker. Uh hunkering down. At any rate, yeah. I just uh trying to uh start recording more of these. Uh the last one was in I recorded in February. I don't think I make any mention of the virus. The last one is my first it was my first one. Um this is the second recorded, who knows where in the order. I don't think there should be an order to any of this. Um I think I, I don't want to make it too topical, but it can't be helped. The virus is the air we breathe. Oh, well, I hope not, but it it is. <laughs> and uh it's the background noise. Um, not the only background noise, obviously, but I'll try not to re- reference that at all. Um, not even to joke about it. I mean, I. I mean, I'll reference. I I don't know. We'll 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 see. We'll we'll see where this goes. This is uh, these are pilot episodes. I need a I need to get a a new my, both of my laptops, my Apple and my Chromebook are crapping out on me so everything is via phone uh so i need to uh get a new laptop maybe not necessary we'll see i need a laptop it's everybody they should be handing out laptops to everybody i mean at this point it's bullshit everybody should be issued one given one with high-speed internet access, we'll go into that too. Everybody should have a laptop and high-speed internet access and a bank account and and a lot of other things that we should just have if we're going to be a society. There are a lot of, you know, electricity uh, is, uh, we don't dispute that, right? But healthcare and the internet, we do for for some stupid reason. Um. I mean, not everybody's entitled to a car, but we do have buses, right? Because we we do understand as a society that uh, we should probably make it easy for people to participate, make it as frictionless as possible. And when people participate, then economies boom. Um, You can't just have some people, some people prospering. It doesn't work that way. Boy, I just went off on a, political rant uh, I'm at 35 minutes now um, yeah well we'll leave it at that well this is this is number two recorded I've got backlogs of, of shit that I might edit in uh, splice in stuff I've recorded over the past few years I've been trying to do a, do a podcast forever hopefully I can team up with my buddy Gordon get a podcast going which was the original idea but uh Meanwhile, the meantime, it's just record, baby, record, you know. Uh, So we'll leave it at that. 36-minute mark. I think that's fair. That's like the length of an LP, right? Okay, well, be safe. And uh, 
Ciao.